Hello, beautiful humans, and thank you for joining us for this episode of Spilling the Tea on Leadership. I'm your friend who's always 10 minutes early, Jack. And I'm your friend who will get there when I get there, Derek. All right, Derek, what are we spilling the tea on today? Communication. Girl, I've got some stories. I know you do. (laughs) I would say a lot of people think they're really good at communication, when in reality, not their strong suit. (laughs) Why do you think that's the case? Well, I think with the communication, sometimes we think about it from our own perspective, right? And we think, yeah, you know, I communicated the way that I think communication should happen. It was clear. You know, I prefer written communication and I sent out an email. Excellent. But the reality is that not everybody prefers the same type of communication. It really isn't just about you. In the communication process, it's a cycle, right? Like we're sending a message, but without the receiver taking that in, it isn't a message at all. It's just words floating in the air, if you will. Yeah. People have to understand what it is you're trying to communicate. Like if they didn't get the message, then you got to try harder (laughs) or try it differently. Right. Right. I think, uh, like when I got feedback at work in the past, sometimes supervisors would give written feedback. Sometimes they would, um, say, let's schedule a meeting and I'm not going to share any feedback prior at all until we get into that meeting. And then they just verbally spewed all these things that they were thinking. I mean, regardless of whether that was positive or negative or constructive, rather feedback, um, it was always just a little discombobulated for me because I'm somebody who prefers to look at something beforehand process and then be ready to talk about it. Um, but that was never asked of me. And so my experiences with feedback and communication in that regard have been like, Ah, I don't even know. Understanding who you're communicating to and for is definitely a key component of effective communication. Yeah. So would you say that you're a good communicator? You know I would. I do actually pride myself as an effective communicator. That doesn't mean I don't stumble or make mistakes, but overall I definitely would say it's a strength. You? Yeah, I think one of the things that I really value um, is perspective taking and really absorbing who is around me and receiving communication. Um, I try to be extremely intentional about other people and what their preferences are so that I can mold one particular message in multiple ways to speak to the most folks in an audience possible. I would say something I really admire about you is that your communication both at work and at home is really similar. And not just because you're working from home, but (laughs) uh, also just because like you're always 100% you. It doesn't matter whether you're in a neighborhood meeting or whether you're talking with um, our friends on Zoom. Like all the time, you are authentically 100% you. And I think that rings um, true of your communication. Well, thanks. That means a lot. But you do too. I mean, it's just you really are a robot with no feelings. So your authentic self reads mm, a little different. Okay, girl. But it like literally <laughs> reading in front of everyone. That is not in the script. I'm just kidding. But seriously, like authenticity is super important. While we both might think that we're good at communication and have specific areas of growth, we still do it in a different way. Um, I think the message is received more fully when you do it from a place of authenticity. I can't imagine communicating to somebody um, and not having some emotional content to that, or as some people might say, fluff. Um, My fluff might look different depending on my audience, but I want to know something and connect with people consistently in my messaging. Um, And that sort of speaks to my brand and who I want to put myself out there as in every form of communication. Well, and I think that, I mean, that quote unquote 
fluff, right? Those the, the pieces that make it human, right? Which is a novel concept to me as a robot. But no, those pieces that make it human. I think that's how you ensure you're actually connecting your message to other people. Like if your if your communication is just you know the the bones, the skeleton of what it is you're trying to communicate to someone, then. Honestly, I feel like you have a lot more struggles trying to get it to resonate or connect with people. And if that's not their preferred communication style, then it's like a really big miss, right? In my context, as a team leader, um, at first I was in this very set routine of like, I have this email structure, you know, I send this weekly email every Sunday. Uh, We have our team meeting partway through the week, and then there's a recap email. And I was feeling like really good about it. I felt like there was structure. Um... We agreed as a team, like, what that timeline would look like. But one of the things I was missing was understanding that for some of my teammates, email wasn't the best way to communicate. And I didn't know that because I really didn't have that, like, personal connection with some of the individuals. And so then once I talked with them about, you know, deadlines or whatever that weren't being me, and they were, they even said just, yeah, if you just shoot me a text, like, it's 100% going to get done. Like, I just need a reminder to, like, check that email because our emails are all crazy, right? Our inboxes are crazy. Or if you, I know you use Slack at your work, like Slack, it gets crazy. So understanding how people operate and what it is that they need um, is important because otherwise we make a lot of assumptions about people like and how much they care or um, like what they're willing to do just because we didn't effectively communicate with them and know how they like to be communicated to. Yeah, and I think there's a balance there between knowing other people's styles of communication and also being able to keep yourself organized and structured in your own style of communication. And that's something that you do really well, and I really look up to you in a way. Did you always have that, or was that something that you sort of learned over time? Yeah, I mean, I've always been a robot. I mean, that's Stop. part of the... <laughs> no, but I, when I was in college, one of my um, advisors in a student org for student government... I really appreciated the way that, like, following meetings, there was this recap that, like, had this very clear, like, this, these were the takeaways, right? And as a super young leader at that point in time, it was so helpful for me um, because it also reapproached, like, how I, like, viewed meetings, right? Like, when you're meeting with someone, like, what is it when you leave? Like, are you really on the same page? Because what I found out was that oftentimes, not the case, right? If you leave a meeting, and we've all been there. We've all been there where we've left a meeting thinking, what was that for? <laughs> Why did we just meet? What am I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. I don't know like what any of us were supposed to get out of that. And so this advisor would always send this kind of recap of like, this is the main takeaways and action items for, for everyone. And they would always say like, as I understood it, like making this very clear, like, hey, this is how I perceived it, but... And would open it up and sometimes would get responses of like, actually like, oh, I thought differently. And that was so neat to me. Um, And so that's something that I kind of have carried over into like my structure was ensuring that there is this recap so that there's this clear understanding of what it is that I took away from it while also opening up to say, hey, like were there differences in interpretation? Uh, And I think that's an important part of making that like a true cycle of communication as opposed to just a line of communication. Yeah, I think that's, also something that speaks to this idea of leadership as a whole, right? So tying it back to how communication really speaks to your leadership. If you want to get buy-in from other folks and empower other people to work toward that goal, you have to give them space to put themselves out there and allowing for that feedback or that open call out to say, hey, how did you perceive this? How did you understand it? You're automatically keeping those lines flowing and stepping up into that role of leadership, if you will. Absolutely. 
Um, I know that you have had probably like a more varied professional experience since graduating college because I mean I've been in essentially like the same job since I graduated. Uh, but what do you think like in your different jobs? What has worked and what hasn't? Yeah, I think. It's been interesting to analyze communication in all those spaces because I've been in the same field for the most part, minus, you know, part-time jobs and things along the way. Um, But in the different types of organizations, there were different norms for communication. So right now I'm in an environment where communication is fast paced and it's existing across multiple platforms where other spaces I've been in, there's been like, two platforms for communication and, you know, you sent out emails for more formal pieces. You had meetings for formal and informal pieces. And then very rarely did you ever communicate via phone call or text. That was just never the expectation. And I think what was most important was adjusting the communication in my roles to fit the needs of the people I was working with. Well, I think that goes back to who all is in the room and who it is you're trying to communicate to. Like those, that relationship piece is so, I mean, it's so critical of everything, right? But especially in trying to communicate a message. Yeah. And I think, again, tying it back to leadership, something that we all have to do is ask, okay, yes, I'm in this environment where communication is normed in one way, but that environment has people and individuals. So how can I do my best to adapt to the environment of communication while also making sure that the people are reached and that we are adjusting to, you know, meet our clients or meet our students or whatever it might be. I think if we ultimately want to reach these goals, right, or meet our KPIs, those key performance indicators in any position, you're not going to reach that without... I'm sorry, is that like a normal acronym? Yeah. I've never heard that in my life. Well, okay, KPIs are, I would say, like learning outcomes or um, goals that you're aiming to achieve. But in most environments. Anyway, KPIs, if you're working toward those goals or whatever that might be in your organization, you're going to meet those better if you can adapt to the communication of those who need to receive it. Um, Otherwise, you're going to leave people ghosted out there. You know, if you send somebody 10 texts and they don't respond to a text, that's not working. Try something new, Um, you know, and that'll get you a better end result. I think a lot of people, when they think of leadership, they think of it as, oh, you know, I I have this thing I'm trying to do and I sent the email to my official team or to these people that I'm trying to connect to and pat themselves on the back and say, yeah, I did such an awesome job. I'm a leader. And I really think if there's like the one major takeaway, I hope someone gets out of this particular podcast episode is understanding that communication is practically synonymous with leadership and effective communication absolutely depends on relationships, like knowing who it is that you're communicating with, adapting to the communication style that is going to best like relay the message that you're trying to communicate and gets buy-in from them, which might mean having to listen <laughs> and hear from the other individuals in the room or not in the room, um, how to best like go forward. Yeah. I think something for those listening to think about and do over the next month as they're simmering with communication is to one, make a list of every platform type experience with communication that you have on your day to day, whether that's text or call or other mobile platforms, social media, email, and figure out what is it that you use most and what is it that you prefer most. 
And then I encourage you to ask other people you interact with, whether it's folks in your home or folks in the workplace or elsewhere, as you're communicating, take a poll, ask them what type of communication do they prefer and start making mental notes of that and see where you can begin to adapt. And we do this informally all the time, right? Yeah. We know we have certain friends who calling them, like they're not going to pick up the phone, right? Or um, some friends, you know, who are really great at texting you back right away and other friends where if you send them a text, like that's going to go to a text graveyard and it's never going to see the light of day for them. <laughs> so we do this informally all the time. And yet for some reason within our work, like we become so restricted and like, oh, email, like that's what I'm going to do. Instead of thinking... Some people, if you send them an email, that's going to go to their little email graveyard, and they are never going <laughs> to read that all the way through. So I think we do this informally in our personal lives, and it's about bringing that to our professional lives as well. Yeah. And keeping that cycle going and remembering that leadership is you know, something that moves across those boundaries, I think will help us all take this skill set and further it and become the leader that we want to be and become a better communicator um, and just overall engage more positively with the people around us. And I think it's appropriate too to help the people around you over this kind of next month, right? Because that's our monthly theme for March is communication. But um, if you see an opportunity to give feedback either to someone or if you realize there's a moment where like you can get feedback, which spoiler alert, you can always get feedback from people <laughs> um, to like reach out and challenge someone on their communication and how it could be more effective. I think that's so important and creating a culture of feedback and, you know, in your personal life and in your professional life is so important to just growing as a human. And feedback is going to be another topic that I hope we can dig into more deeply as we talk about communication extended and other topics throughout our podcast. But for now, I really hope that our listeners really think about communication and think about who they are in a communicator role um, and who they want to be. So let's recap this. The main takeaways from today are when thinking about effective communication, think about the people you are trying to communicate to. How do they best prefer to be communicated with? What is the tone that you're using in your communication? And take informal and formal polls in your personal and professional life so that you are learning how to better engage with people and really make the movement that you're trying to make happen. Yeah. And two, I think taking that further and asking, was my communication received? So after you do communicate, figure out, hey, did that person take that communication well? Whether it's asking them directly if you have that sort of rapport or just taking an informal moment to process and say, hmm, did they actually do the things that I asked? And if not, did I communicate that clearly? How could I change it in the future? And start making those small adjustments just to further the way that you're communicating um, with those around you. And honestly, I think if you take those two steps, you're already going to improve the way you're communicating um, and start taking steps toward better leadership overall. Level up your communication. (laughs) So as you level up, in the words of Jack, we want to thank you so much again for listening to our podcast. Once again, friends, I'm Jack. And I'm Derek. And if you'd like to continue this conversation, check us out on our Facebook page, Spilling the Tea on Leadership. Or our website, truthsonleadership.com. Until next time, keep shining and make good life choices.